cross my feelings right about now on the way I like to do things. Like a merry-go-round Take control like Charles in charge I really can't wait, let's stay in the garage Oops, let me run, says I get the whipped cream Can't have ice cream without whipped cream Plus a nice cube to make you swing While we meant to the end, do the right thing Come on, let me take you in all the right places Keep my eyes open while I watch you make faces Feeling quite manly, comfortable and cozy Let me draw the curtain, cause my neighbors are nosy So make a little room, here comes Big Daddy Big like a truck, sat Request Michael Rappaport, you're kind of really dark, or you have the most incredible suntan I have ever seen. <laughs> yo, 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 Mike, your man, we had the number one Nick fan on here. He made a claim. Now, I've been a Nick fan with you for 20 something years, sitting right next to you. He said you went to the Nets game with a Nets jersey. Crack. Listen to me. First of all, as a Knicks fan, we've sat courtside together. Many years. Many years. We've sat courtside. I've been through everything that Knicks fans have been through. Let me just explain this to you, Joe. Do you know what an abusive relationship is? You know what an abusive relationship is. Oh, no. We are in an abusive relationship. Yes. And I like that you said we are in. You didn't say we used to be in. The fact that James, when, when James Dolan, now let, now this is me talking because I don't want to, this is me talking. You're not, don't. Oh, no, it's me. not me. This, this, all right, let's not. So, so you want to bash James crack. Dolan on my shirt? I fucking oh, love you. No. Crack, but you see what I did there because I love you. Yeah, but don't go there. Like, don't go. Let's just talk about the positive. Let's talk why about did the positive. You wear, why did you wear a Brooklyn Nets jersey? Broke my heart when he crack. came on here. He said you went to Brooklyn and you wore the Nets jersey. First of all, crack. I didn't go to the arena 
as a 50-year-old man dressed in a jersey. I'm, I'm 50. Do I look fucking... I'm 50. Number one. Number two, I was a guest of the Brooklyn Nets that evening. I was sitting on the wood. As I'm sure you've done in other arenas, you sit on the wood because you're Joey Crack from the BX Terror Squad, digging in the crates. You know what it is. I was so disgusted at that point, and this is just me talking. I, let me just put it in, in PG-13 terms. I was so disgusted and upset with the way things were going at the Garden. At halftime, someone gave me a jersey from the, the Nets organization. They said, will you take a picture with it? I held it up. They said, come on, put it on, Mike. We got your tickets. And I said, you know what? I'll put the jersey on tonight. I'm here, number one. They gave me tickets, number two. Crack, number two. Charles Oakley's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not explaining anything. Um, so are you a Knicks fan or are you uh, a Nets fan? I think, I think we know. Hold on, Joe. I'm going to show you something in Mikasa. I was with you when the whole Porzingis. I stood by your side. What color is this? You see what it is. You see what the okay. fuck it is, Joe. These are mean, though. Because I know you. I don't want you to. I'm not trying to go shoot for shoe with you because I'm not even, I'm not even in your to league. Do all that. Listen, I love the Knicks. I made it. A, a, an Emmy Award-winning documentary, the 30 for 30 on the New York Knicks, took me a year and a half to make. I was there in 1981 watching Dr. J warm up when people were smoking weed in the arena. I was there in 1984, um, when I, in 1985, sitting courtside when there was no security with people smoking cigarettes in the weed, watching Jordan, his rookie season with George Gerving where you were able to sneak down. I was 15 years old, where there was no security. They didn't care. I was there through all of it. I was there through Bernard King, Michael Ray Richardson, Marvin Webster, um, the 90s with you. <coughs> when, that, when those particular things that I don't want to go into detail because I'm a guest on- Let me, let me, let me, let me ask you a question, Mike. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this movie, Monster? I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's dope. Is it good? Superior though. Right? Why is it so good? Nah, it's incredible. It's incredible. But tell me why. What is out. what's so dope about Cause, it? Because I'm gonna tell you why, right? I can't tell you it because then you're gonna know what the whole movie's about. No, right? but just tell me what about it. Like what about it's great? There, it is so real, right? And it at the end of the whole movie, I don't want to tell you the whole movie, something happens. Right? Where you like, holy shit. Because you think this kid is totally innocent. The whole movie. Oh, shit. Okay. And something happens that makes you, me, every human check themselves for a second. Because we always say, we totally innocent. We always innocent. We all this. But something, although your life is innocent, something happens where you like, wow. Right? And so, when you do on the Nets jersey, okay, listen. I love this fight. fucking guy. I thought we were doing Siskel and Fat Joe here. No, 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 listen, listen. You're right. But when you do on that jersey, at that moment that you that, that they peer pressured you to throw on, did you know that was a moment of your life that, uh It was a statement, Joe. 
It was a statement that I'm not going to be abused anymore. I love basketball. Mike, I know you too long, so I'm going to agree with you and believe you. Of course. I'm going to believe you. Not, not everybody believes each other. <laughs> Yo, Mike. Yo, I'm going to stand by your side and say, fuck that. Mike been a fan for 30, 40 years, and he was mad, and he did that to get you mad. And, and Joe, to be totally honest, when, when, when a few of those things happened, it'll, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it hurt me to my core so bad because I love the Knicks so much since I'm a child, since the Bill Cartwright days, since the Bob McAdoo days, since the Glenn Gondrasic days. Those things hurt me like, like a breach of, of, it hurt my heart. Like, it, it sounds crazy, but you, you know how we are. Like, it, the sentimentality that I have as, the Knicks, as a Knicks fan, those things hurt me. The losing is one thing. But, but, but the other things, which I don't want to go into because I'm a guest on your show. Yes. It, 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 it hurt me so bad that it was almost like, like I was at the club with another chick, like going, yo, I'm at the club with another chick now. Like, you're not going to do this to me anymore. Let me tell you something. There's a guy. He's the number one Knicks fan. So he says, crack. Yeah. Hey, yo. So he says. Yo, my, yo, so he says. How, first of all, how old is he? He's crazy. He's a, loony, yeah, he's a good fan. I, I know who he is. He's a great fan. But you're not the gatekeeper of Madison Square Garden. You know, you're not, you're not this guy. There's no gatekeepers at the garden. It's like, what are you going to say? You're, you're the gatekeeper? You got a YouTube show. I'm Michael Rappaport. You know who I am. I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor, Michael, right, who's a former New Yorker. It's crazy. I've just seen him right now, too, right? And, and, you know, I live in Miami. And he told me over years he supported the Knicks so much. He became a Miami Heat fan, right? That's weird. And, no, no, no. And he says that, you know, because he's been talking. I, I kid you not. That was Alan Iverson on, on the FaceTime right now. Just hit me up right now. Bubba Chuck, just hit me up right now on the FaceTime. Um, Bring in but Chuck. I can't. We on the show. So I go like this. I'll call Chuck back. Yo, Chuck, I love you. I'll call you back. So I, I go, and the guy says, you know what? It's like being a Nick fan. I said, what? He says, it's like the movie Batman. And this is Gotham City. And they got one guy with all the money. And even though the hardworking blue collar people, you know, so he's 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 saying like this is the episode of Batman. Um uh do you like what they did with, with Leon Rose and, and World Wide West? I am like you, I'm sure, shocked. Nobody would think that a starting lineup of Julius Randle. Uh, um, R.J. Barrett, and three guys up until November we never really heard of. Reggie, we didn't know the whole team. No one would have suspected that we would have been the fourth seed. They lost last night. I heard the literally the ground was shaking. They said that you could feel the, the, the floor. Were you there? No. Let me explain something to you. No, 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 no. And I'm going to tell you why. My guy, Dan who has been good to me for over 20-something years, Dan was mumbling a little. I was in New York. He was like, Joe, you want to come to the game? And I felt the stress. 
that I was putting on him, the monkey on his back, where I said, Dan, you know what? I'm going to go watch it with my family. I fly to Miami. I watch it on TV. Not a problem. He was, sheesh, yo, Joe, you know. Cause I know he, I know I would have got the tickets, but I know he was under extreme amount of pressure. So I was like, you know what? Let me just get out the way because I love Dan. Um, let me tell you something. In all my years, I'm going to make a claim here that the, uh, the only moment I seen the garden louder than yesterday was when Larry Johnson hit that three-point shot. Were you at that That's game? It. Huh? Were you at that game? Yeah, I was at that game. I was at that game when the whole crowd erupted at the same time. But I know it's COVID. No fans were allowed in there. The Knicks surprised everybody. The energy in the garden. That's why they call. I haven't heard that before. It was the loudest um, arena. It's the world's most famous arena. New York is the city game. Joe, anywhere in the five boroughs of New York, within a one to one and a half mile radius, if you were on foot, if you were on a, a, a bike, there's a basketball court in the city. It's part of the fabric of New York City. Mm. Yes, we've suffered the last whoever amount of years. But the, and I'm not saying New York, yeah, I am saying it. Collectively, New York has the best collection of talent all time. I know Chicago, they like to talk, they're sick too. LA's got, they're sick too. But we started this gangster crap. We started this like basketball, all that freak stuff that everybody does, all that stuff that you were doing, watching up at the Rucker. Forget, forget, forget what goes on at the Garden. But the Big East, when it was popping with Patrick Ewing, Chris Mullen, mm. uh, Dwayne, the late great Dwayne Pearl Washington, uh, and all those guys from the basketball courts in the BX to Harlem to Queens to Staten Island to Money Making Manhattan, not even the ones that people know about. It's the city game. That's what it's called. And Madison Square Garden is the only NBA arena with all its history intact. It's not redone. Mm. April not the form. The Boston Garden is gone. Chicago Stadium is gone. That court is where Willie Reed came out. That building is where, uh, uh, you know, Billy Joel played, where Frank Sinatra sang, where you performed. It's, it's the only arena in the world, only arena in, in basketball that still has all its... It's where Ali fought Frazier for 15 rounds. You could smell it when you walk in the building. You could smell Frank Lucas's chinchilla. <laughs> In the front row when you go in there. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so, so, so you can't take that away. Yes, we've struggled. But what these guys did in Leon Rose and World Wide West did this year is what we've needed. We, we've needed a revamp and, and to let the basketball aficionados run the basketball team. And although I'll never feel the exact same way because it hurt me so bad, those, those things, I'm so happy for the Knicks, and more importantly, I'm happy for the Knicks fans, and I'm happy for the Knicks fans that are not just younger than me. I'm happy for the, the Knicks fans that are 60, 70 years old that haven't seen them win since 1973. So I don't care what this this dude, this YouTube dude says, don't says. He okay, wants let me ask you a question, Mark. Let me ask you a question. Obviously, Dolan's not leaving. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. I'm sure they offered him amounts of money we can't even believe for this team. And he doesn't want to go. Are you still a Nick fan and you're going to fight through the, the, the Dolan 
I can't help it. I love the Knicks. I, I'll always love the Knicks. It's, I'm born and raised in money-making Manhattan crack. Talk just, your shit, Mike. I'm, I'm born and raised in money-making Manhattan. We were up crack. We're, we're crack. You took me to the BX. We, we, we went to, what was the spot? Um, The spot that you Jimmy's Cafe. Come on, man. I'm born and raised in this shit. So even, it, it's like that movie, Um, no, 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 Bruno. It's like that movie Um, with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, my man, um, the late great, um, the one who played the Joker. Um, wow, he's, he's a great actor, bro. Great actor. From Australia. We know. Great. I can't quit the New York Knicks. I love the NBA. <laughs> I love Steph. I love, I love, you know, I, I love the NBA. I love the whole league. I love, you know, Phoenix. I, lo I love all of it. I love, I love the Heat. I love, I love basketball. Yo, the Heat are losing by 26 points right now. They're getting, like, this is a real, like, man, this, this, this is a massacre. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was Heath great. Heath Ledger, man, incredible actor, bro. Great actor. Great wow, actor. Wow, rest in peace. Great actor. But, you know, I'll never be able to to, to not love the New York Knicks. And, and um, you know, uh, it's going to be tough because... Uh, you, know, you, you know, Mike, when they did the shit to Spike, I called them up. I said, Spike, it ain't looking too good here. You from Brooklyn. This might be your chance to go to Brooklyn. Spike cursed me out. He said, since I was a baby, I'm a Knicks fan. I bleed orange and blue. Fuck that. I'm not going nowhere. I'm a Knicks fan. I said, you know, it crossed I mean, it takes it, courage to be. It crossed. Don't say it didn't cross your mind. Not my mind. Never. Let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. No, no. You are no, no, never funny, crossed man. my mind. Never crossed my mind. Not for one second. You know, Jay-Z, OG1, those my guys. They guaranteed me court sides to the moon. They tried going to over. I'm not going over there. But let me explain something to you. It takes courage to be a fan of an organization that never wins. I, I yo, bro, I go to Asia. This this is not the fucking Chicago Cubs. This ain't the fucking, this is New York. This is the New York, this is New York, the greatest city in the world. No disrespect to anybody in the United States, abroad, Spain, Rome, crack. You've been all over the world, right? You've been all, how many times have you touched fucking, like, you, you must have passports on top of passports. New York City's the greatest city in the fucking world, period. That's a fact. It's a and fact. The, and we love basketball. We are New York. Sing it with me. And we love basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we are the New York Knicks. <laughs> All right, yo, Mike. Yo, Mike, I love you, man. Thanks for getting on with us. Love I'm, you. I'm, I'm, you know, you threw a curve, but it's a great curve. Whatever we got you on, we fucking have fun. I love you, Mike. Love you, you too, my brother. I said, what's up? God bless you, man. Yo, man, the one and only Michael Rappaport. Man, oh man, Michael Rappaport. I get it. ...to protest, and so he wanted... You, I wouldn't do it. There was a time we were losing a lot, and I used to joke with my friends and say, uh, I'm coming... There was a time uh, I used to joke a lot and say,
I was gonna wear a bag in the in the, in the in the arena over my face, but that was just me talking shit on the block. And uh, and so I'm a Knicks fan. I love the Knicks. I'm glad Michael Rappaport cleared that up. He's a Nick fan. Uh, me personally, uh, I never had no problems with James Dolan. Never. And so you don't know who I know. And so uh, I'm glad he made the choice. Leon Rose, World Wide West, tremendous. I did text with Julius Randle today. Today wasn't only going to be about the Knicks, but might do it that way. But I did text with Julius Randle, and he said, New York, we here. And so we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And so, hey, everyone. Shout out my brother. I'm pretty sure he's watching. Chef Mark, one of my best friends in the world. You can have, this only happens on the big show. Yo, Jay wants you can have a friend that you don't talk to every day, but he's one of your best friends and you love him to death. Chef Mark, get better. He got the corona. Uh, he's been in the ICU. He's been in the ICU, and he's finally getting a little bit better. We, we were very, very scared. Shout out to his wife, Janice. I will call Bubble Chuck right after this. I never hang up or, you know, whenever AI calls, I pick up that phone in one second, but if I pick it up, I'm not with you guys, right? So, happy birthday, Heavy D. One of my idols. My three, I, the trifecta is LL Cool J, Karis One, and of course, Heavy D. May he rest in peace. Happy birthday. Heavy D gave me confidence. He taught me how to dress. By watching him, I learned his swag. I would dance in front of my projects trying to act like Heavy D. Uh, I never forget the first day, Flo Joe was out already, my first song. And I was in the bathroom at Tavern on the Green. They used to throw parties. And he came in and he said, you got to flow, Joe. You got to. And I could not believe that Heavy D even knew who I was. I hung out with him. We went to dinner that night. After that, we became close friends for many years. He would fly down to Miami and hang out with the terror squad. And boy, there's nothing like looking up to a person your whole life and becoming friends with them and, and sharing intimate moments with them. Uh, Heavy D, I will forever miss you. I love you. Uh, I pray for you all the time. I pray for your family. God bless you, Heavy D. Um, and so, I'm trying to give you some shit, man. You know, <laughs> it's so much. I, let me take you to Buster Rhymes' birthday. Last night, uh, shout out James Cruz. He threw a dinner, Buster Rhymes' birthday. Now, Buster Rhymes and Nori in hip-hop got to be 
And don't take this wrong, guys. Beyond my brothers, my best friends, but these people can snap at any time. Like, these guys are like, you got to be careful with Buster Rhymes. You got to be careful with Norman. So we're waiting for Buster Rhymes. I'm there. My wife is there. Nori's there with his wife. Uh, Dominican rapper El Alfa is there. The young boy CJ's here. I mean, we're all waiting for Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, he explained it. He was maybe an hour or two late. Nori says, this is Nori, the drink champ. He tells me, Yo, Buster Ron got to figure this out because he always invites me to places but come three, four hours late. So I'm looking at Nori, and Nori's like, yo, I'm always on time, which is true, which is true. But I turned around, and I go, yo, Nori, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at Nori trying to, he's trying to be responsible and talk sense. And I'm looking at him, oh, happy birthday, Miss Patty LaBelle. I love you, Miss Patty LaBelle. Happy birthday. God bless you. I love you, love you, love you, Patty LaBelle. And so, um, so Nori's trying to be responsible. Yo, boss, this ain't the 90s. We got to show up at the right time. And I'm looking at him and saying, yo, it's his birthday. We in Carbone. If you don't know Carbone, it's one of the premier. Some people say the best restaurant in the world. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. We having an entertaining conversation. Me, Nori, all of us, El Alfa, El Alfa, man, what a great guy. I met El Alfa yesterday. Great guy. Dominicano, my godfather. Y'all know he's Dominicano, but we talking. I'm translating for everybody. I'm there. Greatest time in the world. Right? Buster comes in, looks at me, happy birthday. Oh my God, Joe, yo, yo. So we telling stories, we talking all type of shit. Um, and out of nowhere, Justin Timberlake comes in and surprises Buster to say happy birthday. Oh God, then I get it on video. I get it on video. Cause I learned now that you gotta catch a certain moments on video and so i catch it on video and i get you know i, I post it i give it a bust and we all post it right and so we you know i ain't gonna lie there's a lot of stars in there a lot of big stars but justin timberlake is a different type of guy look on instagram I, that doesn't determine your, your followers but he got 60 million followers but justin timberlake's a big deal we're happy we're on the top of the line that, you know, everybody ate the greatest food you ever ate in your life. We go outside. Um, I paid for my car valet to be in the front. If you, I don't know if it's everywhere, but in Miami, you pay extra. You say, Papi, de Hawaii. Means leave that in the front. As I leave the car in the front, I come out, my car's across the street. It's not where I paid for it. But Everybody's car's here. So my wife's like, yo, let's go. You know, because there's 100 people with us, right? I don't know how this turns into 100 people. So I go in the truck. Yo, Buster, love you. You know, everybody. I look through the mirror, and there's a, a van, a white van. This is white van talk for real. It's a white van 
slow motion, slow motion. It looks like it's running right into my bumper. Like it's like I, I couldn't believe it. It was like if uh two boats crashed. So I'm looking through the mirror and this shit is just like coming towards my car, coming. Then it hits the car. It hits the car. And so I pull out real quick, like, ah, you know, I get out the car. I check the bumper, crap, crash my bumper. Now there's 50 guys out there. And they're like, crap, what's up? They talking in every language, Dominican, Spanish, black. Yo, crap, crap, what's up? So now it's two dudes. One dude was driving with the dreads. One dude. And he ain't like, oh, my God, not the legend, not crack. So I look at him. He's like, yo, I ain't going to lie. I seen Buster Rhymes. I seen Nori. I seen. He was starstruck. So while he's watching him, it's almost like when you watch an accident and get in an accident, he don't notice that he's going to the right. And he smacks into my car. And so I got the chance where there's 50 guys trying to tell me, should we pull the guys out and beat them down for the car crash? But at that moment, I was so calm. I said, yeah, you know what? We having a blessed night. Oh, uh, we having a blessed night. And guess what? They are brothers too. He made a mistake. What we look like, 50 of us dragging two guys out and beating them up. It ain't that type of time. It ain't that type of time. And so we just broke out. I handled it like a G. Shout out to Roly and little Roly. Uh, they came and picked up the, the truck uh, first thing in the morning. And so, um, but shout out Buster Rhymes, man. It's an honor. It's an honor. Yeah, the old, yeah, the young crack, God forbid, we'd have been on the news. The old crap would have been on the news. But now, what do we look like saying Black Lives Matter and then 50 guys beat up two guys? That's almost like we only complain when the cops kill a black person. But when we kill our own, we never complain, right? And so I'm not going to be a part of that shit. Everybody went home. Everybody okay. We got money. We fixed the shit. Who gives a fuck? You know, and so I got a bunch of shit to talk about, man. I got a brother. He's a a, a, a plastic surgeon or whatever, right? He's a doctor. And I went to, uh, with him, his girlfriend, his son. I know since he was born and my wife, we went to a brunch. It's a tie, big time shit. And so the doc tells me, yo, man, everybody from New York, you know, the New York is down in Miami hard. So he says, when he goes and asks the people, like, where you from? When they say New York, apparently they charge more for all this shit in New York than they do down here. And so he says, uh... Yo, Joe, as soon as they say they from New York, you know, the price goes up. And so um, 
I'm like, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, it's New York. They, New Yorker charged $10,000 for some shit that we charge $2,500 here. So when somebody says, oh, they shit, he charged it. I said, yo, bro. <laughs> I said, you need to understand, man. I said, I said, I said like this. I said, you know what, man? I said, yo, Doc. Imagine if Doc, all right, so imagine you had a guy that was a king of full of shitness and he was like a plastic surgeon. And they came and be like, yo, you know what? I deal with New York customers different. I make sure they look like this and that because New York got a different win system. Uh, this, imagine you got, you know, we all got friends, family, this full of shit. Call salesmen's. Call salesmen's. And uh, and imagine they bullshit. If you got that bullshit game and you were not doing that, God damn. And so y'all, <laughs> full of shitness. Yeah. Imagine you got a real Jack Thriller. What's up, my brother? You got a real full of shit, motherfucker. And so some guys, I realized that through COVID, whether good or bad, right? Uh, if you broke right now, with all this unemployment money, all these stimulus, all these broke is your occupation. Broke is your occupation. You insist on being broke. You love it for a living. That's what you do. Because everybody I know got money. Everybody I know. Everywhere I go, yo, let me pay the bill. Crap. Yo, they come to the store, they buy five pairs of sneakers. Everybody got money. If you're broke at this time, broke is your new occupation. Job description. It's a fact. If you broke right now, tomorrow night we got Ben Crump, Turdy Brain Crump, one year anniversary of George Floyd, George Floyd's murder. Um, and we're going to have the honor of having America's attorney, Ben Crump, on here. We're going to start the show at 9, not at 8. It'll start at 9. Um, and so your occupation is being broke. And so now, the one thing that COVID did do is expose people who aren't true hustlers. People who are acting like they know how to get to the bag, but they don't really know how to get to the bag. They're not real hustlers. Because if you're a hustler, you got to the bag. Slow money better than no money. That is a fact. But I'm saying, in any hurricane, any bad time, it's a time for opportunity. 
If New Orleans went through a hurricane, they came and they call that a, a, a land grab. They come, they buy it for low, and they fucking sell these houses for millions. Same thing in Puerto Rico, anywhere. And so Corona, yeah, it made everybody go in the crib and everything, but you either hustler, you're not. And so I know these guys who started the game with me in 93, rap guys, and they look at me and they be like, dang, this guy does not give a fuck. He will get to the bag. Shout out to my man, JC Lopez, uh, Urban Necessities out in Vegas. He's doing a big grand opening soon. He's a hustler. He was a homeless guy. I brought him on here. Homeless. Started selling one sneaker, two sneaker, three sneaker, four. Now he got a fucking store as big as the Gap. He bought the Gap in Vegas. Did he mope around or complain? He got to the bag. You people rather be miserable. You rather live, live mediocre lives and get in a nine to five job where somebody rides your back. They're not even, they're not really even the boss. They're manager. Bro, you gotta get out there and hustle. Entrepreneur. Get some money. Two J's kicks. Remy Ma got the bag. And so unfortunately, very unfortunately, yeah, they, they, I mean, we can stay here forever in the hood. Laziness is, uh, is a luxury. They love to be lazy. They love it. Laziness, playing the video game for six hours a day, 100 blunts, don't know how they get, afford the weed. But that is an epidemic. You talk about a crime, an epidemic in America, it's grown men sitting around playing this video game shit all day. And people, let me tell you something. If you love what I'm saying, Fire Signs, if not, I watch Miami Heat uh, catch that L. Let me see Fire Signs, because whenever I talk real shit, I'm dropping gems, and I'm giving you real shit, but some people do not like real shit. Like 50 told me, there's no sympathy for winners. Like Nori told me, there's more losers, so the losers stick together. Laziness is a real epidemic. It's a real pandemic. Motherfuckers sitting down playing the video game. Motherfucker, 40 years old, sleeping on a couch with four kids talking about Iraq. Motherfucker, when you got $100 for a show? Get the fuck up off the couch. B-Dot, what's up, my brother? Jesus Christ. I remember I was, uh, first time I got arrested. Nothing bad. I was maybe 15, 16 years old. They threw a party. 
Uh, some girl from my projects, her mother and father went on a vacation. And we threw a party in the house and they locked everybody up in the house. So we went, we was only like 15. My mother and father don't even know the story. And, uh, and I remember while I was in the bullpen, back then they would put you in the bullpen for three days. And, uh, and, 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 and we was listening to the radio. And, well, the cop had the radio on. And I Got It Made came on by Stretching Lad. Boom, then it, then it. Boom, then it. I'm your idol, your highest idol, numero uno. Not a Puerto Rican, but a speaker so that you know. I got a dog, a frog with a solid gold bone. Got a... Man, I remember looking at everybody in the bullpen like, yo, this is, if this ain't the flyest shit I ever heard in my life, holding cell, bullpen, bullpens, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, and so some people like a mediocre life. I've never been that guy. Now, I know everybody got to play their part. Everybody got to go do what they got to do. Uh, this week on Friday, we will have Swiss Beats and a couple of guys coming up. Not a couple of guys, biggest guys in the world to come talk about the DMX album that's coming out this Friday, Exodus. These guys ain't mumbo jumbo, man. You see, this show is based on uplifting the people. We're going on a year and four months of positivity, AKA no fuck shit. Meaning all we do is inspire the people. If I bring a guest on here, it ain't to tear them down. You get up, you got a new album, you go to these shows, you sit there, you talk about everything but your new album. Yo, what's up with the beat for such and such? What's the this and this? Are you sleeping with such and such? Are you the, yo, bro. And these are the people who say they for us, by us. These are the people who say they keeping the culture alive, but they're ripping us down. And so I'm trying to figure out how do you wake up every day to tear people down? Be careful if you have skeletons in your closet. Be careful. It's like what they say, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. I'm very careful. I'm very careful about that. Well, everybody go to church and they talk about somebody. That's not what God's about. You ain't supposed to judge them people. If anything, try to help them or give them knowledge to pick themselves up. I got skeletons in my closet. And I've sinned. And so has pretty much all of you motherfuckers.
And be careful who you talk about. Executive producer gave a very rare cosigner. Tell you something, man. Went to pick up my brother Rich playing the guard. DJ Khaled. Went to pick him up. I was at my mother's house. Uh, went to pick up Rich playing the guard. Because I wanted to. Because, you know, they had phantoms out there. Trucks. Uh, with my brother Khaled and the team. They pulled in that G6 Global. And I went over there. I picked up the team. Khaled, you know, in his car, I picked up Rich Blair. And when I spun around, I looked at Rich. I said, fuck these motherfuckers. Fuck them. And Rich looking at me like, what you talking about? The man, fuck them. What's wrong? I said, because they don't want us to live good. They'd rather see us in the floor, crawling, digging out of garbage cans. I know that. And when I pick up my brothers, and they doing great, and they land in private planes, and there's phantoms all over, and I, I feel like, fuck yeah. My guys are winning. A bum is someone who brushes his teeth with Hennessy when he wakes up in the morning. A bum is someone who doesn't have a legacy or nothing to truly be proud of. A bum is somebody who got the same 24 hours that we have and did nothing with it. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not a bum. Never have I been. And so I don't relate. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I know anything can happen, but I don't relate to people who complain. I guess now this is trolling when the only time they bring your name up is for, for just to get likes or views or whatever. So I don't know. And so every time, you know, a rap is true. But before, we're getting smarter. But for many, 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 many years of rappers' uh, bills or their finances were based on doing shows and touring. All the rappers from the old school, from Five Heartbeats to whoever you name. You know, and so Cloud Chasing's another pandemic. You ain't bullshit, right? 
And so, cloud chasing is another pandemic. And so, when COVID comes and it says no more shows, nobody can go nowhere. I got nervous. I'm sure every other rapper got nervous too. And so you had to find a way to make a dollar some other way. The hustlers found the way. The guys who get to the back found the way. And it's very sad, but true. Growing up in the projects, growing up in the hood, we only respect the bag. We only respect the bag. When I was a kid, I would only look at the number book taker, the hustler who had the velour suit on pulling up in the Cadillac or Benz. I only respected the bag. And so I'm in the studio the other day, DMX album, Swiss Beats is playing me and this and this and that. And I'm sitting in there, icy as fuck. And 2J's asking me a question. I said, listen, bro, they only respect the bag. If I had no teeth and I were a bum right now, washed up rapper, you wouldn't be listening to me. And I do respect homeless people and I pray for them every night. This ain't about bashing homeless people. This is about motivating you. If you are on the cuffs, if you're a lazy guy for, for, for the love of life, I'm trying to wake you up. I'm doing just fine. You have Instagram, you could tell. I'm doing just fine, guys. Sean, wake you up. Put you on to some shit. You tell me. You don't have to tell me because I know. You never had a guy in my position from black and Spanish who's made it out the hood come back and talk to you some real shit they never have. I love them all. All the founding fathers. The guys who got rich off of hip-hop and made hundreds of millions and all that, but they never talked to us. They never told us nothing. And we know it's a crab-in-the-barrel mentality. UFO feed, what's up, my brother? And I feel like it's my job to be transparent. That's why I do it. It's my job to be transparent, to let you see where I fucked up and where I came up. They won't do it. If somebody would have came to me, I told homeboy, what's his name, 6ix9ine, I told him before he went to jail. Somebody would have came to me, a Russell Simmons, uh, or whatever, shout out to Tony Touch. One of these guys would have came and said, yo, bro, how do you expect to get rich? You got 50 gangsters with you. 
anybody who wants to give you a dollar scared to approach you. Had one of those guys that I respect to give me that knowledge out of clean shop a long time ago. Shout out to the UK and all of Europe for making sunshine number one. Shout out to the UK, London, for making sunshine at this moment, in reality, in time, number one. You know what that means? That motherfucker ringing off. Every two songs, baby, I got that sunshine boy, I think you want that back. That's happening right now. He's not played out, washed up, back in the day. Number one, right now, go check it. And I don't even think about that shit. I appreciate it. But out in Europe and the UK where politics don't take a play, where they just love the music, give them a great song and they don't have friends or people that are, that, you know, no politics involved. Just play what's hot. It's number one. Shout out DJ Camilla. Camilla, you ain't got to tell me you play it every day. I love you, my brother. You play it when it's not hot. When the shit whack, you play it. Are you crazy, Camilla? You never in question. You play the shit when it's whack. Listen, guys, I'll tell you what, because tomorrow's going to get serious. Y'all, Obi Baby, up NYC, 158 from Broadway, 207 for Dykeman. So, you know, I was up top. Camilo, I love you, brother. I was up top, so I sat out in front of the store every day, greeting the customers. Well, politics is all in hip-hop. Somebody said politics is not hip-hop. Oh, no. It's politics. DJ Juanito, what's up, my brother? It's politics and hip-hop. You better believe that. Oh, yo, I don't know this, this, that. You know, it's politics. Nah. It's politics and hip-hop. <laughs> That's another show. And I might lose all my friends after that one. So I might have to plead the fifth behind the politics and hip-hop. Uh, fuck it. I was going to give you this... Uh, I was going to give you this uh, Van Gogh story, but I'm not. I'm not going to give you... Why are you laughing, ass? It's already 9 o'clock. My time's done. Tomorrow we're going to talk real shit. Huh? Okay. Listen, guys, love you guys. Let your darkest moments bring your most clarity. Um, if you go through something and the people you thought would be in your corner are not there for you, when you get back on your feet, 
Don't lie to yourself. Forrest, what's up, Forrest? Don't lie to yourself. They're not your real friends. Ruby Unko. Um, shout out Ruby Unko. We did that for you, Ruby. Okay? Keep that to yourself. UFO feed. And so put God first in good and bad times. It's an honor to talk to you guys. You guys are on here for hours straight where Michael Blackson has butt naked chicks right now on his shit. But you're here to hear me talk that shit. And I appreciate you. I appreciate the rock, Revolt TV, 10 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. But we will have Black America's Attorney General Benjamin Crump on here. Uh, e. Philly, what's up? Love you guys. We by far the biggest in the game. And you don't know who I know. Peace.